Hello everybody and welcome to the Don't Be Mad Podcast, your weekly dose of the boys kicking back, shooting the shit, having some drinks, and yep. just going over some stuff that's on our mind. I'm your boy Matthew, aka Lefty Lucky, and I'm joined here as always with... You know it's Jamali. And uh, we got Tyler in the background today, though he won't be on camera. Uh, Jason's not with us, unfortunately. I think he had some uh, work business, girlfriend business, family business, some type yeah, of Yeah, something to do. Something to do, so... You know, it was important. He he let us know about it, so we can't flame him, unfortunately. Yeah, he did. Lucky bastard. <laughs> I think he's recovering from the heartbreak of the Lakers being eliminated. I uh, think that's what it is. You know, I, I last you know, a couple weeks ago I needed, you know, Oof. some time off to deal with I uh, was I was so ready. Dealing with Beckham leaving, getting traded, so I had to take that week off, you know. Old so Beckham gets traded from the Giants and goes to the Browns. Tyler's happy. Tyler bro, is so happy. Bro, I'm not a Cleveland Ooh. fan. I'm not a Cleveland fan, Tyler, Ooh. but I would watch games with you. We could enjoy their victories. Oh, <laughs> their victories. Their victories, plural. Plural. And, and I, I've always been... More. Oh, I, th- I, I, would I think so. playoffs. Bro, you have playoffs. weapons on both sides of the field. Playoffs? With a young quarterback? Oh, forget No, they have it. a young team, period, period. And they're all talented. There you go. I, I've always championed your all QB. I forgot his name now. Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Baker. Big old doink Mayfield, bro. Yeah. Love that kid. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, let's not get ahead of ourselves now. <laughs> Let, let's see him. Uh, yeah, let's see him blossom Let's see him first. make a path first, you know, you know before we start putting with the likes of Jim Legends. <laughs> get out of here. Oh, Don't, you're getting ahead of yourself. But man, I was uh, I wanted to look Jason in the eyes and just ask him what happened to his Lakers. Yo, man. I had to like literally sit back and eliminated from the playoffs. But what made it even so much sweeter? The Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic are an eighth seed. Is it sealed? Like they're guaranteed. It's not. We, we so still got to grind. So then count your blessing. We, no, but and you then, know what? Mm-hmm. We just had a seven-game win streak. Okay. Unfortunately, last night lost to Detroit. So be it. So be it. But you know what? We're we're right on. We're on the path, man. I'm loving it. I'm love. I love the fact that it's like down to the wire. It's making me excited again. You should thank man. LeBron. Why? Because he's out. You know, Cleveland would have been number one. You guys would have been number nine. <laughs> you think, bro? What? You think? Cleveland going to Zion? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. They've been hey. lucky. They've been lucky a couple years Yo, in a row. Imagine if Cleveland gets another number one pick. My God. Fucking Fuck burn that. Fuck that, bro. Then I know it's rigged. Fucking bullshit. Then yeah. I know it's rigged. He's got to go to the Knicks. Come bro, on. he should go to the Knicks. Big market. You feel me? Big money. Home he'd of be, the greats. He'd be great in New York. You dig? Make us care about them again. You know, you know Carmelo could sign back for a one year, two years. <laughs> okay. Don't get your hopes up, bro. No, but the Knicks have a young team. I think he would fit in. No, oh, he'll be great. I mean, did you watch a dude? Did you watch his game against uh, Florida's uh, uh, Central Florida? Of course, bro. Dog, he put the team on his back, bro. He put. Did the you see team that leap on his back? I bro. think Barrett throw that ball like twelve feet above the, uh, and this guy just went up like it was. Look, I, I rarely get this excited over college ball, but yeah. that boy, nice man. The whole team, nice. Like the, the, the team the, is nice, but him in general, like. Everybody has these, like, especially like these NBA like insiders and experts are all talking about, you know, as athleticism and as good as he is, they feel like he might be overweight. And also, I'm like, you're looking at a kid who's what, 
260, 270, doing the things he can do, and you're worried about he he's overweight? Dude, put him on a treadmill then. Like, Bro, the fuck? Adjust his diet. And imagine when he goes on the NBA diet. Yo, he needs to get with if he gets with LeBron in this summer, <laughs> it's over Dude, for I'm, you. Like, I just look at the ceiling for Zion. Like, he's nowhere near it. Where's the ceiling? I don't think it exists. Boy, he's, it, he's in a drop top. Biggie said sky's the limit. My friend, it's beyond that. Yeah, this, he's in <laughs> like, a drop come top. On. There's no ceiling. He doesn't know what limits are. He's on that little wing. <laughs> little wing, no ceilings, man. <laughs> like, but like I'm nah, but you. I, honestly, and I like the fact that that team seems so like their love for each other seems very genuine. Oh, like like when people were talking about oh he after like the injury he got from the his shoe exploding, yeah, right. like oh he needs to sit out just protect his career. I'm like, you understand something about like college students playing on a college team, especially playing at Duke. You're with your friends. Playing a sport you love, you want for a school to, that you probably dreamt school, of going for your dude, whole life. You are having the time of your life, and on top of that, you know you're only there for one year because you are one hundred percent a shoe in to be a number one pick. If by some weird chance he's number two, whatever. But guess who's gonna go number one? His teammate, <laughs> most likely, or or Joe. Uh, uh, John Monata. Yeah, I know I what you're talking about. I, yeah, but the guy but from uh, Murray State. Murray State, right. Either way, you're one or a two. You're shooing. You want your one year in college to, to be, be as the special greatest as possible, fucking thing yeah. on earth. You are playing with your friends. You have a chance to win the NCAA championship. What? Sit out. It's not like the NFL, like uh, college football, where unless you're playing for like the national championship, you're just going to a regular bowl game. Like, it's but you different. see the, the thing too is why. Like, I remember initially we had this conversation, and I was saying to you, like, you know, he needs to protect his money. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like, that's what this game's about. Everybody's Let me in tell this you game. something about his Hold money. On. But it, he, <laughs> he needs to protect that. But I mean, at this point, is like he's not putting much wear and tear on his body because he mm -hmm. that team has so much facilitators and helpers yeah. that he could just slow down and still control his, the game the way he could do it without putting that exertion on his body. Oh, of course. And so, you know, I'm happy. I, I wish they win. I do wish. I'm going for Duke. I hope they do well, so I, far. I've been watching damn near every single game they have. And going back to, like, his money, the greatest thing that happened to Zion, period, was that shoe exploding. I agree. Because now it's Nike looking at him like, we it, this is on us. Yeah. Let's make it right. When you are grad or not graduate, when you're done, when you get drafted, we got a hundred million dollars waiting for you. But I think that number <laughs> just went up, buddy. <laughs> like, because I'm sure like, I'm sure it was probably twenty million. Add eighty to it. Like <laughs> I'm sure it's more than that because now everybody like obviously all the competitors are gonna even down to Puma is probably in look, his ear. I, I, look, unless the the competition really shows up and like they start throwing numbers like Adidas, Puma, Under Armour, or, like yeah. unless they really start, oh, what's Nike saying? We can give you this. Like, look at what happened when you wore their shoe. Yeah. Has anything happened to us like that? Right. <laughs> Dude, you you let the bidding war happen. Yeah. And you just wait for that cap to hit, give it a week and say, I'll sign. Like, the greatest thing that happened to Zion was that shoe exploding, man. Wow. The greatest fucking thing. But he's a fucking monster. Oh, man. I, like I said, I, I rarely allow myself to really just 
feed in to honing in on one player, but it's so hard to watch this kid play and not just get, get excited. Excited. Like you just you're excited. You you love his energy. You love his tenacity. Like he gets on the court, you have to check him. But then even doing that, it just makes him play better. But even just that, I feel like he's one of those players who have such great control of like of the game of his behavior. He's just like a well-rounded individual. Yeah. Like I feel like if he wasn't playing sport, he would be still be a decent human being. Yeah. Well, a lot of people make the comparison of like Zion to how like Blake Griffin when he was at Oklahoma and right. how the way he was where he was bigger than everyone, very physical, but fast for his size. And he had that presence of mind to be like, I can control this, but at the same time, I can get it incorporated with all my teammates. And he just had that that IQ that surpasses most Bro. people at, at that age. I mean, thinking about that Central Florida game. Did you see that effortless left hand one bounce? Oh, he thread the needle in such a small, like, it was so... Like, and it was a good, like, 20, 30 yards. Yeah, it was beautifully <laughs> done, effortless, it, like, coming off a crossover in one motion. I was just like... Man, that kid nice. He's nice. That kid nice. Like, I think, like, if LeBron, if there was a second coming of LeBron or a player like LeBron, he's here generational talent man bro i just i just feel like i, I love it he's gonna bully a lot of I people love it. all right we gotta start how we always start though <laughs> we kind of went on a little tangent there because that boy nice but um how was your week how's the mental health man it's been good it's a good week i look actually how was your two weeks because we took well, a week three off. weeks that's true three yeah, three weeks how I was mean, your almost month <laughs> <laughs> it was a good a good uh a good period. I think I needed it. You know, I had to deal with, you know, like I said, my Giants making some dumb decisions or at least questionable decisions. Very questionable. Uh, I hope they're making this because they have something coming on the pipeline that we don't know about. Like, I thought the Broncos picking up Joe Flacco was bad. <laughs> like, I thought that was horrible. But the Giants trading away Odell... I feel good right now. Like We're not the dumbest in the pack right now. <laughs> I mean, I really hope, you know, I feel bad for Saquon. I do too, because now he's going to be running the ball 40 times a game. Unless there's somebody <laughs> crazy that we don't know about that's, you know, that's... I mean, don't hold your breath. <laughs> I don't know. There, there aren't many people like Odell Beckham Jr. And there aren't anybody, in the, there isn't anyone in the draft that's like Odell Beckham Jr., man. I'm sorry. I don't think you need an Odell Beckham to win, though. No, I don't. And I'll agree with that. So, uh, you don't, like, if you look at the last few teams to win Super Bowls, no top five wide receivers. Right. But no. I mean, also, I think he was also a distraction in some cases. I don't think he was. No, I no, I think no. that was media created. Well, no, of course, it's media created, but I think. Whether it's him, I, we don't know if he demanded a trade. We don't know if it's him saying, like, I need to go because if not, this is not going to work. We mm. don't know where it came from. Do I think he had a role to play? Absolutely. I mean, he's going to go play with his best friend from college. Like, this is not coincidental. Well, I look at it like, I won't say he asked for a trade because your general manager has been very 
open about the fact that he just felt it was time to move him. They needed to move on from him. So I'm just going by the general manager's words. He said this was a good football move for the way they want their team to move forward. Right. I understand that. So I, I take his word at it, considering Odell was just like, thank you, New York. It's been great. I'm going to go play my boy now. Right. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think that I just think that them being politically correct. Like, no, course, I don't, I don't think course. both parties want to leave on any negativity or anything. So I'll be surprised if it was said otherwise. I mean, Odell didn't make a big thing about it. Which was smart. Which don't. was. I, why, why would you? You're, you're literally going to. You got to, what you want. You get, you get what you want. Plus, you're going to an up and coming team where, like I said, you have a young core talented team. You have a quarterback that is fully capable of getting the ball to you you have your best friend there you it, have was a that defense. a jab at eli yeah look you know we i got, like eli but let's, let's keep it a bug. Him, so i'm not going to diss him yeah and he's done his job but the fact that this team i feel like the team has held on to him longer than they wanted to because of the way they shafted him with geno smith when they basically broke his starting streak and put in geno smith as starter that was that was the telltale sign that now you have fucked yourself with anything in the future with you unless you literally trade him in this offseason, which they didn't do. But they can't. They should have. Who's going to pick him up? At the time. The wheelchair? Division? At the time, the Jaguars were the best position for him to go because you had your old coach who's the manager over yeah. there. But, but you, they don't want him. Well, they don't want him now because... They, what they just got rid of Bortles or right. no? He, or he's a second string? I can't remember who they picked up though. Yeah, they picked up somebody. I don't remember exactly. But either way, it's like the window of opportunity where it's like we can make a trade. Maybe even if you took Bortles or or made a pickup and allowed it, Geno Smith to keep going, even though you knew they were like we're just going to tank it at this point. The draft that I believe this was what three seasons ago, two three, three seasons season? ago, yeah. The, the quarterbacks in that draft were decent enough that you could have picked up someone and developed him at the very least for one season. Well, maybe, maybe, you know, they might be looking at uh, Kaepernick if he comes back in the league. Which would not be the dumbest move in the world. No, it wouldn't. Uh, I think if they were able to get him, I think that would be a great move. I just think it would be stupid because if they got him and kept Beckham, that might have been crazy. Oh, what are you going to do, man? You want to continue the conversation we were having before so the, I, yeah. the mics got hot? <laughs> Talking about <laughs> bodies? <laughs> Do you want to go? You could go ahead, man. Okay, well, essentially, before we uh, kicked up the mics, we were having this talk about, well, pretty much body counts. Does body count matter? Men body counts, women body counts, does it matter? If it does matter, how do you approach it with your partner? How do you broach the conversation? And... I'm on the side of if unless you feel like their body count is something that is of absolute concern, the only thing you should really be concerned about is if they're clean the last time they got checked on, like for STIs. Right, right. And if you know they're clean, if you know like you and them in this relationship is good, you leave it at that. Jamali's on the other side, though. Completely. Well, not completely. <laughs> but I do think what you said is important. I think that's important regardless. Yeah. Aside of the body count. I think it's how people view body count. And like I was saying, like my pride personally, the last thing I want is to know that one of my boys 
or someone I know been there. Like yeah. to me, that's like I'm too proud for that shit. Yeah, it, it's a pride thing, and it's that's a, a personal thing. thing. It's an yeah. ego, probably it's a pride ego. ego thing, right? Man. But I also think it comes down to how you go about it. I think like like we were talking before, like if you're 29 or in your 20s and you're female and your body counts is in the 30s, we have to start questioning and whether or not you have a serious relationship. But does the same thing apply for a man who's like, let's say 25 and their body counts are in their 30s? Right. So this is my perception, okay? Again, this is my perception. Go for it, man. It's all you. I feel <laughs> that when it comes to sex, for men, it's a it's an action thing. Don't do it, Tyler. <laughs> However, <laughs> I feel like with my conversations I've had with female friends, most of them do, are honest about it, that they have to be emotionally connected to somebody to be that vulnerable with them. Hmm. So... I mean, how many emotional connections you could you could build in like a span of beginning to where you're at? But I feel on top of that too, like, okay, there are the women that need the emotional connection, but to the ones that don't, that shouldn't be a detriment to them either. No, it shouldn't be a detriment at all. Absolutely. Or it shouldn't be something that we look down on and it's like, yeah, you're 25 with 30 bodies. Right. But it's also, it's also too, it's, it, it goes both ways because I feel, and I've had this conversation with female friends, that's why I could say this with confidence, that... All of them said they would not date a male who is a virgin or who had fewer body counts mm. than them. So it goes both ways. I think it's it's societal the way we look at the role of men and women. Yeah. I think for women, they look at like, it's okay for a guy to have more body counts than you. If he doesn't, then there's something wrong with him. He's a late <laughs> bloomer or something. Or, and, and the same thing for a man. Like, would you settle down with a woman that potentially slept a couple of your boys? Like, Personally, I have many tunnel brothers, so I could give a fuck. I'm and on top of that, I don't want to be with a chick who's only had two, three bodies. No, I don't disagree with you on that. Like, I want somebody who has experience. I want somebody who's actually gone out there and lived. But I mean, because then when they want to get in a relationship with me, at least, and as somebody who really doesn't give a fuck about bodies, doesn't ask my partner about how many people they've been with in the past. I just want somebody who, when it comes to the sexual part of our relationship, I'm not literally holding their hand and guiding them through the steps. Like I want you to know what you want, what you want, what right. turns you on, what spots I need to touch, lick, whatever that will get you to your place because not, not out of laziness or anything, but some, a woman who knows her body and knows what she, her interests are, to me is like all right i can get you there plus i will bring my but own do you arsenal think you need, do you think you need bodies to have that knowledge i don't think you need bodies to have that knowledge necessarily right but majority of times you need experience right but that's what and that no, goes, and i'm not saying it is i'm not saying it that, is and that goes back I'm not, to, no i'm not tyler i'm not saying it is but that's what don't I'm get going, me wrong here but that's what i'm going back with when you said you know i don't want to i'm have, saying I what i'm want, saying specifically is whether you have a lot of bodies or not, I don't give a fuck. No, but you're saying like you don't want to be with someone who had two or three bodies. But if those two or three bodies were five-year relationships... That doesn't mean you know shit. No, I'm not saying that you know shit. But they could have been with people where they have enough sexual experience to know what, what they want and what turns them on. Absolutely. I, I put it in the context of this. 
we know for a fact there are a lot of women who have never experienced an orgasm. So That's you fact. could be in a five-year relationship and you've never in that five years had a single orgasm. You don't even know how to make it happen. So for that, yeah, you were in a five-year relationship. Maybe you tried a bunch of different things, but you've never actually been brought to that point of climax. Well, I agree with that, but then it's not a concept of experience. It's probably a concept of of knowledge or self-awareness or comfortability. Right. It, it's, it's a lot of different factors. And I think that that comes out like with, you know, with you being comfortable in your situation mm-hmm. as well. And I have, you know, have in my experience, a lot of time, you know, I don't think women knows like we, we as a, as a person, we're fed so much information about what, you know, what, good sex is or what bad sex is mm. and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a general thing for everybody you know what i mean and for some people people get you know more pleasure out of probably foreplay than they do with intercourse yeah so there's a lot of things that plays into that so i just think that's one of the beauties of, of a relationship is that you get to experience that with your partner yeah so I don't really look at the whole orgasm thing as a big thing because it's it's a a, a pathway that would that you know it's like it's like it's just like taking a trip with somebody. Mm. You you create memories that are gonna last a lifetime and that essentially bring value to your relationship. So from my perspective, I don't think it's not really when I think about it from a a, a deeper sense, I don't say body matters, but I just don't wanna be you know, Eskimo brothers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would say feel, Tunnel Brothers. Eskimo is, uh, uh it's real. Uh, yeah, it yeah, is. Say uh, Tunnel Brothers. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like people playing in my sandbox. I know when the mics were off, we were just letting it fly, but we should say Tunnel Brothers. <laughs> you know, the sandbox, you know, I want to play in, you know, I don't mind yeah. if there's a few bodies in it, but I don't bump when into familiar faces. You know what I mean? Like, I think more for you, it's not a matter of the amount of bodies, it's who the bodies are. Right. I think that's where your, yeah. your thing is. It's Oh, yeah. You don't want it to be anybody you know because you don't want a person you're close to or a person that you're familiar with knowing what you have. And I Amen. think that's that's your yeah, stance. Yeah, I, I would agree with Whereas you. Whereas me, I'm, I'm more of like my pride and ego aren't in the way in that sense. I think my pride and ego goes into, yeah, you had your experience with her and maybe it was a disgust disgusting filthy we're pulling out all the toys type of experience right but the experience i'm having with her is what works for me and what we both want and whether it's simply sexual or it's a full-on relationship right what we have is what we both want right but we're talking from a relationship standpoint if and but that's i'm saying even if like it's just relationship standpoint yeah you guys you got fucking disgusting and did nasty shit that you only see on porn good for you me and her in our relationship maybe we're doing those exact same things you don't fucking know that but i'm not going to tell you either and i also think like it's the way a woman value it i'm not saying bodies equate to where woman values herself but her perception of self i think i don't think i'm not going to go out on a limb and say like a woman with fewer bodies have more self-respect that's not what i'm saying yeah but i feel like as we would say in our generation, you know, whole phases. I feel like some people's whole phases last longer than others. Which is And I'm not here to judge. I just feel like when it comes down to it, it, it comes down to how you went about it. 
and you know we live in Montreal. That I agree with. We we live in Montreal, bro. Like we don't live in a like, large city. If if you were going through your whole phase living on the edge and rolling the dice, right? Which okay, <laughs> for those who don't know what living on the edge and rolling on dice is, is unprotected sex, right? And basically putting literally your body and health in danger, right? That I would one hundred percent have a problem with, right? But at this at the same time, like I said, my biggest concern whenever I'm literally going into a relationship with someone is, are you clean? When's the last time you got tested? And then even before we do any type of sexual activity where we're not using protection, the both of us will get tested. Right. Either we do it together or you do it with your doctor, or I do it with mine. Nah, we're going to do it together, motherfucker. But what I'm, <laughs> no, and, and power to you, you know, but what I'm saying is like, Maybe your doctor won't accept me because your doctor only deals with right, right. I get what you mean. X, Y, Z. You know, like go to the hospital together. Exactly. Point is, until that happens, raw sex ain't happening, boo boo. Like I'm fuck that. I don't know. I agree with all that. That that's for me. That's like that's my hard stance on that. Right. Because as far as the amount of people you've been with, as long as you've been safe about, and then on top of that, you can prove to me you are actually clean. There's no reason for us to take that leap. Like, it's not going to happen. I will spend all the money on condoms until I know if we can cross that line. No, for sure. You have to. And that goes without saying. That doesn't even come down yeah. to body counts. That's just being, that just being, huh? They're expensive, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but it, it just comes down to being mindful. I, I just don't know. Like, I just, I just, I don't know. I don't think I, I would ever want. I don't. I don't really would would ever want to be in a relationship with a girl that I truly love. I'm thinking long term, and then find out you know one of my homies hit, or find you know it also comes down to the way it, co- it happened. You know what I mean? Like if I find out through somebody else other than the person I'm with, that's a problem. Okay, like how would it be easier on you? Let me give like scenarios. Let's say. They were at a, a party. You know, they were drinking. They they just kind of clicked and had a chemistry. And it was like a one-night thing. Used protection. And then after that, they were just like, well, we had fun. And we move on. Would you be okay with that? Or right. let's say it was a matter of he pursued her. He was constantly going after her. Like, went on a couple dates, right. things of that nature. She finally was like, yeah, you know, let's, let's go out. Let's see where it goes of hooking up like that right that's another one right. or she pursued him you know and like just flip right we flip the script yeah, yeah we flip the script which scenario would you look at him like well you know what i'm okay with that i mean take your time let's not have too much radio silence <laughs> it is a podcast by the way <laughs> I think the last two, the latter two is probably the ones that I'm probably more comfortable with. With one of them pursuing the other? Yeah. I think like on a one night stand, if you have too many of those, like bro, then there's a whole different story. No, I'm not talking about too many. I'm talking specifically of where it's a situation where you realize one of your friends hooked up with a person that you're currently with. It's not like this is every single time. Right. I would rather the whole... The he pursued her and then it didn't work yeah. out, or she pursued him and it didn't work out. See, for me, I would prefer it was like you guys kind of met up, you had a little thing that clicked, you hooked up, and then after that you were done. 
Mm-mm. Because no. in a situation where it's like he was pursuing her, now I feel like he has I'm he literally has feelings for her. Right. Or she's pursuing him, she had feelings for him, and it didn't work out. Right. That to me would be more bothersome. It doesn't bother that wouldn't bother me as much. I think also it comes down to a bit I'm maybe old school at the my mindset, but I feel like that's Oh, a you're co- just not down with the one night stand thing. If I'm a participant, I don't mind. <laughs> I'm hypocritical, I know. I know, I get it. But I'm just saying Double like, standards are coming out. Hell yeah. <laughs> but I don't give a fuck, I'm being honest. Um, but when I, when I say that, I feel like it's a respect thing. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that women who have one night stand are disrespectful to themselves, but I feel like it's a more understanding thing because like I've pursued women and women have pursued me. And, you know, out of respect of, for each other, we decide like, okay, we sh- this shouldn't go any further. You know what I mean? Mm. And I feel like I could respect that because I feel like that's part of growing. I feel like one night, the one night thing is sort of like, it's, it's, what, sometimes what's the word I'm one for? night turns into six years. Haven't happened to me yet, so. Happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it out like, you like literally meet them that day, you hook up, and no. next thing you know, six years later, like, I'm very old school anyway. <laughs> with like what women I've dated, I've always had established friendship with them before even getting to that point. I, I think for me that's important. Like I think before anything else, I want to be friends with my partner than just yeah. being like some like oh yeah, well we kind of went out and this happened yeah. and we got comfortable and then it was you know cold, so it was cuffing season and then <laughs> you know we got lazy that we didn't want you know what I mean like I don't Netflix and chill you know what I mean? <laughs> summer days it was too hot you know what I mean like no I don't I don't, man like that that's the funny thing because I've had the situation where it's like you know the discovery through relationship where you know hooked up on the first night and then as the days and weeks and months went on we learned each other and figured each other out and grew our relationship that way right and I've had the opposite where it's like you've known a person for like a few years it's like you you have sort of an ins and out of who they are as a person and they have the same for you and and that relationship and how it goes and i feel like when you feel you already know someone it kind of gives you preconceived notions of how a relationship's gonna go or sets expectations yeah sets expectations right whereas if you're literally in a situation and even if like you didn't hook up with them the first time like maybe you just you met you clicked and you were just like i know i want to be with this person and you get to that point where like yeah we want to be with each other and you discover each other right there's something about the effort of learning someone right that makes it stronger of a bond but it's exactly from my perspective but what you just said even with the one night stand situation it's exactly i don't disagree with your approach either yeah what the one night stands that i don't like is where it becomes habitual yeah. And there's no effort put into like getting to know each other. You guys just together out of default. Yeah. But what you explained, it was clearly like we we hooked up, then we kind of build a friendship as we build a relationship. I think yeah. that's pivotal. The ones I don't fuck with is the ones where it's like out of convenience. You live the closest one to me. The one who's willing to come outside when it's raining. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I really I really couldn't deal with just that. Call the Uber for her, bro. Huh? <laughs> call the Uber for. But her. I'm just saying, like you. We all have that one chick that, you know, if it's raining, it's okay. Like, they're going to still move. Like Your umbrella works? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? We all have that. And then you all have the other ones that are like, nah, bro, it's raining. I'm not, I'm not leaving my house today. No. 
but the, you know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. No, I feel you, bro. But that's just how <laughs> I see it. Like, I feel like friendship is necessary. And I think the way a woman carries herself is also pivotal to that. Because a lot of girls could have a lot of body, but they carry themselves in such a way that as a man, you have no choice but to respect it. And I think oh, maybe, yeah. I think... But, and that's the thing, as a man. Like, as a man, you're going to look at a woman regardless of what her path is. And I feel like you should accept it. And in accepting what her path is, make your decision. Right. Don't but play also, games. Don't, don't do like the back and forth. But I also think the way forth, she carries like, herself plays a role in you accepting it. I think if you meet a girl and she carries herself sloppy, and I mean, I'm not talking just a physical sense, but I'm just mm. talking in, in any level, right? She carries herself a bit sloppy. You're going to be questioning it. As opposed to if, yeah. if this girl has a, a you know, well, like we, the conversation started with a body count situation, but she carries herself well, you know what I mean? Mm. You have no choice but to say, well, you know, it's a phase and you have to accept it. Yeah. I just, you know. Well, going off on that, I feel like a lot of times for guys at least, because harping on women this whole time, like looking at the man side, know what you're places and know what you want what you're looking for so regardless of where she is you got to be able to go into that situation be like this is what i want this is what i'm looking for i know this is what you're going through but if it doesn't connect with me then it's not going to work clearly which men don't do too often no i find a lot of men now especially in our generation and i find even the younger ones i feel like Men don't step to the plate enough. Nah, they don't. They don't step up. They don't. They don't. And they like it, to stay in the batter's box and just swing. Yep. <laughs> but when it comes to actually going up against the pitcher, nah, they're like, uh, "Who's next?" Yeah. <laughs> nah, not me. I'll go to the back of the line. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just think I think that's also, you know, messed up. Like it, it's really one of those things. I I don't like you know the idea of leading on people. I think that's also pathetic. Yeah, I think it's fucking trash. I think like, yo, bro, like you can't do that. You like know what it, I mean? Especially like if I if I know what I'm looking for, and I know, and more often than not, a guy knows exactly what he's looking for. They're just too fucking pussy to actually admit it. But I also feel I feel like it comes on both sides because I feel like a great poor, huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you, you still got a little drip in it. <laughs> Came through dripping. Dri- dri- <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think also when it comes to like our generation, I find like women. And men equally play games. And that, that's something I could never respect. That is true. I feel like, you know what? There's nothing wrong with a woman being the first to tell a dude how she feels about him. I think I respect a woman more for that reason than, you know, the girl who's going to play hard to get and or she's going to be like, well, he has to make the first move. And then you hear about it later. Mm. Like, oh, well, you know, I was feeling this way about you, but you never really did. Oh, no, you only it. hear it when you're actually seeing someone, someone else. Someone else, yeah, <laughs> of course, right? Because I've never been the person who's been shy about saying how I feel. And, like, I'll put it all out there. Like, if if I want to fuck with you and literally just only fuck with you, then I'll let you know that. If I want more with you, I want a relationship, I want to build with you, I'll let you know that. Like, if, I am one of those people who's, like, I have, like, a bad habit of the two-week window. <laughs> I want to hear what this is. Go ahead. And like, it's literally like my worst habit where in two weeks, if usually within the first few days, I'll tell you exactly what I'm looking for. And then after two, three days, you have two weeks to either get with what I want or I'm out. <laughs> get with it and get over it. You know? Yeah. Like straight up. 
But at times, and like I understand like circumstances, like maybe you're busy with work. Like I never try to stifle anyone. I never try to make them adjust or force them into their life. Yeah. No, which is why I feel like two weeks is a good enough time for you to be like, if I tell you, hey, I'm free at this time, are you free? Or if I'm like, hey, I'm meeting up with a couple of people, if you want to join with your friends, you know, like I always leave open options to see how you go forth with right. it. But if there's no effort on your end, right. I pretty much get my answer, you know? Right. See, I'm different because to me, like I said, it's important for me to have some level of friendship. So I might spend a long time, you know, just talking to you, figuring you out, mm. understanding you on a deeper level. Because, like, for me, like, if I really don't give a fuck, bro, nothing in the oh, world is going to change I it. feel like that's both of us, though. <laughs> like, if I don't give a fuck, like, it's just, like, whatever, bro. Yeah. But, like, if I feel like there is potential there, I will handle the situation with a white glove. Like, I, would, I wouldn't even make moves. <laughs> This came out in 1864. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I would literally... Like it off the case. <laughs> I would literally make time. I'll yeah. check up on you. See how you're doing. Oh, yeah. And I, I would really keep it at a friendly level for a long time. That is me for two weeks. No, nah, like, that could but be if I, like if two, I, three months, even thing, a year. The reason I do that, though, is because if I notice in two weeks, I'm the only one making effort. Right. It says everything I need to know about where this is going. Right. But you see me, I'm more, I'm more circumstantial where I would be like, like, I ask questions. You know what I mean? I'm very inquisitive when I'm interested mm. in someone. Even if it's a friendly relationship with a male or whatnot. Like, for me, it's pivotal for me to understand that person. Yeah. And like, I could understand like you're going through shit in your personal life. I don't expect you to do the same, what I, you know, the reaching out and all that. I could get your busy school personal or family issues whatever but that's if they say it right of course but i'm gonna inquire you know what i mean yeah and you know i pick up on hints or whatnot so i, I could give them that space and I'm, I'm a person like i feel like when it comes down to being in a relationship it has to be a mutually desired thing yeah and i'm not gonna force myself onto somebody i'm not gonna accept someone forcing themselves onto me exactly and i feel like because i'm a relationship type of guy you know, we all know that Huh? We all know that. You know, I have... With your hullers. <laughs> or my horse. <laughs> no, I, I mean... I'm playing, okay? I'm playing. <laughs> I mean, we all have our days, you know what I mean? But I just feel... <laughs> but, you know... Not while I sip. Huh? <laughs> Not while I sip. I mean, we all have, we have our days and we have the females in our life that plays roles and... Oh, of course. That, that's it. And, you know, it's important for them to know the role they play too, so... I think honesty is the best policy in any relationship. Like the first part of building relationship. Yeah. Because without honesty, you don't have trust. You don't have anything. No, so. I, dude, honesty is like the one thing that allows my two week thing to work. <laughs> like <I would. laughs> 90 days, two weeks. No, I'm, but the reason I say two weeks is because for me, it's more a matter of if I'm into you, not that like I'm hot pursuit. Right. But, it's more right. Like, I'm a busy person. Like, I work five days a week. I go to the gym. We do the podcast. Like, I have friends that I like to hang with. Right. You have a family. You have every not that a family too. personally, which by you, but I mean, you got your family. I got my family. Nieces, yeah. It's like I'm I'm not somebody who's sitting at home twiddling my thumbs. Right. You know. So with that, I don't think anybody that I'm pursuing is sitting at home twiddling their thumbs either. I hope not. The only thing. I look for in two weeks is 
conversation. Right. How is it going? Am I the one who's like basically carrying a conversation to the point that my back hurts and I got to go to the hospital? Right. Or is there like a back and forth? Is there banter? Is right. there information being shared? You know, like, is it fluid? Right. Or are you then, finding deeper connections? Exactly. Right? And you. then on top of that, is there any anticipation? And by that, I mean, like, have we made plans? Right. Have those plans been respected? Right. Are we looking forward to anything together? Like things of that nature. So right. if those things aren't happening or, and then it goes into what you were saying before, where like life happens. Right. Have you at the very least said, you know, like it's a hard time. Like maybe work is stressing you, family stressing you, whatever right. it is. Be open and honest about it. If right. you're not doing that, then you not being open and honest enough to be like, it's busy for me. It's right. not going to be that easy. I, we can't make it work right now. Right. That lets me know there's, no interest on your side right and i also feel like as a male we have a duty to be honest with ourselves. like we have to be ready for a relationship we have yeah. to be you know i feel like the idea of being in a relationship is not just necessarily to say i have a girlfriend or you know whatnot i think it really has to be a commitment that you take something serious so yeah like if you're not in a good space either i don't think it's then you healthy. shouldn't be with someone you know you shouldn't be pursuing anybody yeah you should you know what i mean like you got to find yourself before you find someone else. I agree. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Anywhere Guess else we could go with this? I mean, <laughs> I just think, just for me, I just think when, it, when it's all said and done, like like you said, body counts for me do matter, but there's not, I'm not just looking solely at the number. I'm looking at the circumstances, the circumstances around yeah. the number and. You know what I mean? Like that 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 tells more of a deeper story. You can't just look at someone and be like, oh well, you know, a girl could have five bodies on that because five dudes give her the wrong impression and mm. she trusted and you know was fucked over. You know what I mean? But then someone could have twelve bodies and it was just a rampage, you know, it was just like <laughs> twelve, 12 weeks of fun. <laughs> twelve weeks of fun or twelve in one night. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Hey, I guess she like football. I'm not here to judge the gangbang, okay? I just... I'm here to judge that shit. I could never... I just I, hope you got paid. I, I, I don't <laughs> think I could ever date a girl who tell me she was gangbang, bro. My pride would be crushed. I would never... I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just sitting there on Pornhub and it's like... Wait. Hold the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> nah. If bro. any of my videos are on Pornhub, uh, it's not me. <laughs> That's what Shaggy said. I have doppelgangers. Oh, Shaggy had a... He was smart. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Even if you got caught on camera. You got to take it to the grave, baby. <laughs> oh, no, I just... I, I, don't, I, I know there's a double standard for women and men. I hate to feed into the double standards. I hate to promote the double standards. Like I said, my biggest thing is just come to me with a clean bill of health. And I will come to you with a clean bill of health and we can go get tested together and show that we legit have clean bills of health so we can not use condoms because them shits are expensive and them shits are trash. That, that's it. That, that, that's what I get. Look, if you got gang banged, happy university college life, man. Nah, fam. <laughs> like, oh, fuck no. You were on Girls Gone Wild? Good for you. Nope. Dancing bear? Nope. Look, bears are cute. <laughs> what to tell you? Okay, like. And then you have a kid. You, you know Rocco? He's disgusting. Stay away from him. <laughs> nah. That's bro. my hard line. Nah, I couldn't do it. And to those who don't know Rocco, 
Google. <laughs> I don't know what Rocco is, but <laughs> I'll show you after. I know how it's cool, bro. <laughs> I'll show you after. But I, I mean, I think it comes down to people's respect for self. I think that's that for me is a big thing. Yeah. Like if you, I, and I don't mean this by any by saying that. I think it's necessary for me to say. If a woman's doing this because she feels like, well, men do it, so she should do it too. I think that's the most ignorant shit I've ever heard. I am all for equality. I, it's not. That's not equality. I cannot Th wait. That is not equality. A woman gives up her seat for me. That is not equality, bro. <laughs> One of these days. That is not equality. <laughs> that is not equality. I'm joking, bro. <laughs> you be giving wrong information out here. That is not equality. I that's deserve to stupid. sit after a long shift. <laughs> Chivalry's dead. <laughs> you you just killed it, bro. It's twenty. <laughs> I can't even say it's it. 2019. I can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> no way. You want a girl to pull your chair out and hold the door and, you know, you know. What hey, you hey, wait. If she's in the UFC, she's a basketball player. Pretty much if she, is she pretty brolic, pull my chair out. Show me some respect. Okay? Okay? You want her to tie your durag If we too? can see eye to eye. You want her to tie your durag on? You wanted to cater to hey, you. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 This guy. Yo, I might not got hair, but you, you put my do-rag on? <laughs> hey. Oh, I man. might got a ring for you. Let me tell you, okay? A push pop. <laughs> you got a ring for you. You got a ring pop. <laughs> a ring pop for you, bro. Which What's your favorite color? <laughs> Guys, crazy. Oh, you like purple? I got, I got you. I got you. <laughs> no, nah, but I, I just think I think it's hel I think it's 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 really healthy to have conversations as such. Oh, I know. And it's, I think it's, 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 you got to be honest with each other, right? That's and, another thing. And I think women, be honest. women, if you're listening, don't think you could do what men do, bro. Like that's not, and I don't, and a man can't do what a woman does. Oh, of course. Like not. we, that's why Absolutely we're not. different. And the idea of being like, well, if a guy could go out and sleep with X amount of girls, a woman should be able to, I think potentially you're going to end up feeling lost. You're going to end up feeling Because I feel like the one than. thing women don't understand about men when it comes to sex right. is we just need one thing yeah. that we see on a woman that we're like, uh, that could work. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Which is why... You see, like, hot dudes with, sorry to say it, some bust-down women. Hey, There's one thing about her. There's one thing about her that he's just like, I love that about her. Right. And it's just, it's, that's it. Like, that's all he needed. Right. Men, in the, when it comes to sex, it's, if you do something that makes her dick hard, we're willing to fuck. And I hate to break it to you. That's what's disgusting about us. Right. Well, I mean, I don't think it's disgusting. I think it's oh, natural. Oh, it's quite disgusting. No, it's natural. That is a natural, <laughs> natural, natural reaction. Just seeing one thing and being like, I'm down to fuck. We're I think women, I think. We're disgusting. I think women, I think women, <laughs> most women, the moment they feel emotionally attached or they have some sort of emotion towards a male, that that's also the same thing. I think for most women, it was the moment they get an emotional spark towards somebody, 
I think they, it's potential for vulnerability. Mm. I mean, mm. yeah, it's true. Like we mm. probably be more attractive to the outer things. Oh, some of us are attracted to the for brain. Men, it always starts with physical, right? But I think for a woman, it's as dangerous because once you make an emotional connection with somebody, mm. especially for you know, dude, you stimulate her mind. Mm. Mm. I don't know why you're going. Hmm, bro. You are, yo, mm, that that mind sex is dangerous, bro. I just think the, I'll put it like this: Think of the last time you were with a, a woman who literally like stimulated your mind. Fucked up. Yeah. Like, dude, we could walk outside right now. Like, we could hit pause, walk outside right now. Guaranteed, the three of us will see at least three women that were like, I'd fuck her, I'd fuck her, I'd fuck her. Right. But that one woman that gets in here, in your head, Dangerous. for the people who aren't watching, they Dangerous. get in your head, those are the ones that you're just like, do I got to rob a bank? Who do I got to fight? Who hurt you? Because I'll hurt them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, risk it all. Risk it all, trust me. Risk it all, man. You will literally risk it all because... They're they're in the head, right? I think what I, that's the part that I hate about dudes. Like we know that, but we play, we fight it. Yeah, we fight it. We fucking we fight it tooth and nail. We're just like, like we'll have that woman that does that for us, but we don't want to accept it because we know the second we literally like dive in head first to we lose that control. Yeah. We lose full control. We throw away pride. We throw away oh, everything. ego. Everything. But we know doing that will give us exactly what we've been looking for. But like, I also think like it why takes the a fuck sense, not, man? I also think it takes a sense of maturity and self awareness. Yes, it does. I think also too, like it's a scary idea to feel like, like oh shit, if I really commit to this, like mm. I'm giving away access to everything else, like. I have to be fully the, committed. I think the personal admission of giving power to something you care about as a man is one of the hardest things to do. Absolutely. Especially since, let's say, specifically for our generation. Like, right. we're, we're Generation X. Or whatever, fully. We're, like, at that cusp of... Millennial. You know, the... No, like we're, yeah, the cups of boom, boomers, the cups of millennials, we're in that middle ground of we understand both parties. Right. So we we get that old school, like the man's got to be the one in charge and right. the, the man's got to be the one. But even in that section of time, the man in charge would always defer to the woman. But you men were only in charge of certain things. That too. You know what I mean? When it came down to certain things, especially when it comes to children and household, not to say like women are house, you know, supposed to be in the house, but when it came down to certain things, men it was were providers. a woman that was that was in control of that. Yeah. Men like, were, were essentially the ones who... Like we literally... We are, went out, we worked, we brought home the cash, yeah, we, we made were sure whatever... Provide and protect. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Everything else was a woman's decision. Monetarily and physically. Like right. That's, that's what it was. She wanted a dishwasher of a certain... Brand, you gave you it, get to it, it to her. You, like, you, know, you gave up the power at home, right? To make sure you had the power outside, outside of it, right? Whereas now, because and 
literally we're on that even playing field of women can get as many things as, as men can except for equal salary. Well, hopefully one day they could. One day, we'll, we'll, we'll they see They should. That. Not could, but should. And because we're getting to that point where it's like a woman can provide just as much as a man can. Right. Now that relinquish that relinquishing of power is the emotional side. It's it's the relationship side. It's no more the the f- material things of house and home. Right. It's beyond that at this point. Where oh hell yeah, the woman you're with. Like I said, when they get in your head, are you willing to give up that ego and that pride to allow her to be that connection and that compass that you need? Right. And a lot of men struggle with that. We struggle with that because I feel like also too, like because of the mindset of I think modern women, like, which is dangerous because I feel like men and women are equal. And I when I say equal, I don't mean we're equal in the same things. We're we both deserving of the same of respect, love, yeah, admiration, and all that. But we also have our own strengths, and I think a lot of women nowadays. Because, we, you know, the picture of men fucking women over is propagated so much that it's like, it's like for them, once they get into your head, it's like, now I'm going to get even. Mm. And so for a lot of guys, it's like, well, if I allow that, I'm being vulnerable. I think when people have malintent or have experienced something negative, it often, you know, it's a pushback. It's a fear. Right. It's a pushback. You have to. Yeah. You know what I mean? A woman is the same way. And so for me personally, like I've allowed women to get in my head oh, and same. I've learned a shitload and oh, I, I'm grateful oh. for those women. You know what I mean? I'm not, I wouldn't be who I am without those women. I could give them props all day, every day for that reason. But I feel like if you know you're getting to someone's head, you have to have their best interest at heart first. Yeah, that's first true. and foremost. That's very true. And I think it's dangerous when we 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 use that power to manipulate to get what we want. Mm. I think the more we do that as a society, the more broken we become. I can speak from personal experience from both sides of that. Like my best friend, a woman, she literally knows the ins and outs of my whole life. Like she's that one person outside of like my therapist who Anytime there was anything, I would go to her. Like, I knew I could talk to her openly, and I knew I could do that because there was never judgment. She never right. heard anything I said and, and condemned me for it. She right. would just give complete, unbiased opinion because she's somebody who goes to therapy as well. So she, we could talk to each other on a and level where on that level, right. it was an understanding of, you've been here before, I'm here now. Help me figure this out on top of the fact that, like, we both have our therapist that we talk to about these type of things, right. you know? And for her, I'm forever grateful because I know any, like, any time I could just give her a call and be like, yo, I'm having an anxiety attack. Like, this right. is happening right now. Like, can you, like, help me out here? And she will 100% drop what she's doing and likewise for me towards her, you know? But then I've also had, like, another female person who I let in. And they literally took advantage of that. Oh, hell yeah. And at first, it feels like help because they're listening and they're giving oh, you advice. Sure. But then you realize the advice they're giving you is actually destroying the things they're trying to save. Right. Because they're trying to just essentially detach you from those things right. and keep you to yourself. And it's such a dangerous thing because for men, especially when you build that trust to a point where you're willing to let them in, 
you think once they're in they're not gonna violate you and you you don't realize they're gonna violate you until it's a bit too late oftentimes it's way too late but i say all that to be like you have to be willing to take that leap oh i think you have to but like you you do it with the understanding that it can go either or way right but at the same time be very perceptive of the way the person that you let in is working their way with you. Be mindful of those things, of course. Yeah, like it's it's just you got to pay attention to it. Like it's it's always little subtle things that oftentimes, if it's negative, it's built in a guilt trip. Right. Where it's like, oh, I'm doing this for you, I'm doing that, but you won't do blah blah. blah. And it's always like it's thrown back at you. Whereas right. a person who's genuinely there for you. They never come to you with themselves. It's always, you're bringing this to me, so this is about you. Let's talk about you. It's always about you. They give. They give, give, give. It's never a take. Right. It's always a give. Right. And when you notice the take starts to happen, what type of take is happening? Right. Because there are positive takes. Absolutely. Like, I'm not saying all takes are negative, but you start to notice if the pattern is more... I've done this for you, so this should happen for me. Right. That's not a good thing. Or their expectations, you know what I mean? Expectations are the fucking devil, man. Right. I think that's, that's, I mean, it's not the devil necessarily, but I think it's, I think it's one of those things where the moment someone makes you feel guilty for reaching out or that they make you feel like you owe them because they were there for you. I think that's where you have to draw the line and you realize, mm-hmm. okay, this is definitely not what I thought it was. You know, you have to be mindful of that. And I think also there's some telltale signs that do come up when, you know, like oftentimes in, you know, if you just meet somebody and you're going through some shit and they're ready and able to reach out and be there for you, I think you need to be mindful of that mm. because you're still at the point of getting to know that person. Yeah. I think the more you figure that person out, the more you could determine whether or not the the action is genuine or it's for, you know, an ace in the, you know their pocket. Like they're waiting, they're holding on to that. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're like, oh, I got this motherfucker now. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry, I'm here for you because what what I got for you, you better you know cash out on it, or mm. you know what I mean, or you better deliver. But again, it, it's part of living and it's part of learning. You have to be vulnerable. I, I think agree. it's necessary. Vulnerability is a good thing. It has to, yeah. It has to it's be good. good. You thing. can't look at it in any other way. Because you, it's self-discovery, right? Yeah. If you're not vulnerable to others, you'll never learn anything about yourself. It's also that idea of like breaking out of comfort zones. Like right. You don't grow if you constantly stay in a comfort zone. Right. You only grow when you explore things that are unknown, things that you never knew you may actually like or right. dislike. Or, you learn yeah. so much about yourself when you step out of your normalcies, your routines, and you say, you know what? I've never done this before. Let me take a leap of faith. Let me see how it goes. Maybe right. I fall in love with it and it becomes a regular part of my life now going forward. Oh, absolutely. And then you also figure, like I said, you learn a lot. Like yeah. I've learned a lot about myself, what I'm willing to tolerate, what I can and what I can tolerate. I mean, I think that makes me a better person in my eyes, at least. And that's all that matters. <laughs> Fuck everybody else. Let's hope. <laughs> no, I think I have. I think like, you know, certain things that I've been through uh, speaking from a, a, a position where I never experienced it, I had zero tolerance or I would be like, oh, that's easy or this or that. But having gone through it, I'm more mindful and more 
I have more respect. I have more, you know, appreciation for these things. So, I mean, speaking from that perspective, I think it's it's a worthwhile experience. I think vulnerability is a must. I, it's the only way you can grow, man. Tyler, what time are you? What? You know what? I'm going to keep it real with you. I did not see that hour pass. We literally did not touch any of the topics we had. <laughs> Outside of like talking about the Lakers, I am so happy with ending it right here. I'm cool with it. I don't mind. Like, but I didn't see that hour pass. Over. Yeah, literally not at all, man. I think we should do more episodes like this. This was, and and honestly, this conversation just really came out of nowhere. Like, we had no a list. We had a list of things we were going to talk about, but with this conversation, did we just, touch anything? Only the Lakers. Like, and it wasn't was even it. like. That's all we and touched. that Lakers thing was in past. Yeah, it, it was. It was more like of a like deep, a startup thing. Right. It wasn't a main. So you know what? I feel like this is a good place to just be like, let's just let's end it here. All right, oh, guys. Yeah, that's um, crazy. I'm looking at the list you right so now. Much for I don't think we should end it here. I think no, we got no, 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 no. This is good. Or do you want to take a break? We could take a break. Okay, let you know what? Let's take a quick break. Let's reconvene. We'll be right back, guys. And we're back. Nice little quick break. Uh, thanks for sticking around, even though it was like maybe like a second for you guys. <laughs> it wasn't even noticeable. Didn't even notice. All uh, right. So we're going to start with um, giving some congratulations. Gronkowski. Only ground. Uh, one congratulation on that doc. Well, I wouldn't say congratulation. Say giving congratulations to Gronkowski. On yeah. retiring after nine seasons, three-time Super Bowl winner. Yep. I think, what, five-time Pro Bowl? Pro Bowl, yeah. Five or six. He's had a great career. Very great career. Although injuries are the ultimate reason why he's leaving or maybe a, feeling a bit slighted after the Patriots tried to trade him last season. Who knows? Is no, I, do, I think it's predominantly injury. I think so, too. I just want to give a shout-out to him. He was... One of the few people on the Patriots outside of Tom Brady that I really had genuine respect for. The only. Not few. The only. <laughs> oh, to you. <laughs> I mean, who else was there to respect? Bill Belichick, man. The greatest coach to ever play the game. That never won against the Giants, so I can't really respect him. So. <laughs> never won when it mattered, you know? Most winning and winningest coach in the league I in mean, NFL history. I give it up to, to Gronk, man. He's given us some... Great on-field moments. And off-field, too. Great off-field moments. S sitting on Shaq's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Doing fucking party buses Bo and Mardi Gras. Yeah, all, party sorts boats crazy, and yeah, all sorts of crazy shit. Just partying way too hard, making 69 a thing again. <laughs> nah, man. I, I think they're gonna. the team's going to be different without him. Oh, without a doubt, man. I, I think like he was the, one of the most deadliest uh, tight end to ever play and Dude, we, we saw what he did last year man like you go through a whole season where you're not that big of a factor but when the playoffs show up you just you show, show people the only reason i haven't been much is because they were saving me for this yeah and he goes out there and he literally him alongside tom brady just destroyed teams left and right the game against the chiefs where he had that big catch and On double coverage yeah double coverage yeah, that's crazy Dude, like I, I, I look, still can't even wrap my head around how he did that. I feel like I look at it in two ways. If he decides this is it and like genuinely retires, doesn't come back, 
great on him. But at the same time, I feel like he might get a call at some point in the season. Find that veteran Min. I don't think jumping for the Patriots. I, I don't expect it. You're hoping. No, I, it's not even a hoping thing. It's it's knowing the Patriots. It's knowing how they do. But I don't think he's gonna be far from the team. I don't think I don't think he's like removing himself completely. Who knows? He might be on the sideline as Oh, I wouldn't be surprised you if know what in I mean? some capacity yeah. he still has involvement with the Patriots. Right. But I just look at it like if this is literally it, he's given us nine phenomenal seasons worth tipping our hat to and saying Right Absolutely. out in the sunset, man. Enjoy. Absolutely. Like, there's there's nothing to look back on and feel like you haven't done. Like, dude, you got three championships. You played with the greatest quarterback, quarterback to ever play the game. Coach as well. The greatest coach to ever coach the game. Like, you've... There aren't many people who can say in nine seasons, they got to be with the best of the best. And not only that, he was with the best of the best, but he also was a pivotal role in... Exactly, uh, winning his championships. Exactly, like he wasn't just, uh, you like, know, floating we know by. Who he is right. He didn't float by. He was, you know what I mean. He played his position. He he contributed equally as yeah. much as Belichick and Brady. Because like what they were saying, how many? I can't even remember how many touchdowns he had. I think I s- saved it somewhere, but the amount of touchdowns that he had in nine seasons, I think it was somewhere close to a hundred. If if I'm off, maybe by twenty. Not even to I don't some, think. but I like don't. he's had a lot of touchdown catches. He's one of the top oh, but I mean, I, I think in, he's in had Patriot multiple history. ten plus touchdown seasons. So yeah. it's not. It's like the I mean? dude is. I mean, when you hear Rob Gronkowski, like you, you, you can put his face to something, or you can Almost put definitely. his a grand play that he had to something. Like as a Broncos fan, we've had playoff matches where he's either shredded us. Or we've shut him down, but he's still giving us fits. Like, the dude is just, he's a phenomenal player. It's, it's, it's one of those things where, like, when you literally see someone's whole career and, like, we're at that age now where it's like, yeah. we see people start and we see them finish. Right. He's one of those guys that I feel like for us, at the very least, like, the generation before has had, like, Tony Gonzalez and Shannon Sharp. Sharp and you know, like, Emmeth and... Yeah, Emmeth Smith. Like, they've had those guys where it's like, yeah, they saw them from start to finish. Like, Gronkowski is our start to finish guy who's like, yeah. And have an impact on the league. Yeah, You deserve your retirement. You deserve to walk away from this in health. Like, leave a year early rather than letting the game take you out or just le- too late. Yeah, just leave early, period. Not yeah. just a year... But leave when you know at the end of the day the next thing could be detrimental. Yeah. And I think whether it happened next season or in two seasons, just don't allow it to happen. No, I agree. Right? So, I mean, hats off to him. Congratulations, Gronk. I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Please give us more. Like, summer's around the corner. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of Gronk in the club. Yep. Parting it up. Oh, I'm sure. Please keep your shirt on, but I know you won't. (laughs) Not at all. Uh, We could go back to the Lakers for a bit and talk about a big baller brand falling apart. Yeah, I I think that's really. I've gained a lot of respect for Lonzo over this. This, just the little bit that came out in the media about this whole process. Uh, I think he handled it the best way you possibly can. Well, for people who don't know. 
it came out that the business partner that teamed up with LeVar Ball to get Big Baller Brand started essentially screwed them all over by taking money out of the company. No. Out of Alonzo's personal finances, 1.5 million. Yeah, 1.5 mil was like the number, the figure that they made public. I'm assuming there was more taken out though because. But that's what they need to give account to for the tax guy. For yeah, the IRS. exactly. <laughs> so. So like 1.5 taken out of Lonzo's personal accounts and essentially because of that happening, screwing over the whole brand as a whole. Well, I mean, also too, like, let's put it into perspective. He just didn't take the money. The money was used. And from my understanding, it was the account was only accessible to LeVar and uh, I think his name is Foster, um, Alan Foster. Yeah, something like that, Alan Foster. And... You know, when it came down to bring receipts to expenses, uh, expenditure and whatnot, he refused. Yeah. So it's not just taking money, but it's also not taking accountability. Yeah. And uh, the worst part about it, too, is he had since guy, October to, to do Yeah, this. he had more than enough time to do it, but he was also somebody that LeVar considered a friend. Family friend. Yeah. yeah and, and you know, in his past, he had situations where he had done fraud before but lavar being somebody who he felt this would be the time for this guy to like get on the straight and narrow he basically but you think lavar was aware of this well that's the thing as i just based on the things that we know right i'm not going to speculate from what we know from the way it's being portrayed lavar was essentially going to one of his friends who he knew could do business coming out of jail and saying look this is a way for you to be with somebody who you know you can trust and love and will help you build yourself again. Like, get yourself back on your feet and do it in a family, friend situation. Right, but my whole thing is, I wouldn't say it that way because from what I've read and what I've heard, is their friendship was built based on Lonzo Ball being in the, on the same team at Chino Hill with Alan Foster's son. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think, you know, Lavars went out to seek that friendship. I think it was just you know we we're always in the same space. Yeah. We we're at games and whatnot. Knowing that from what I read on Alan Foster that he spent seven years after embezzling or at least defrauding seventy plus investors out of four million dollars. Yeah, and he did this in a church. That's a fact. So. Like, I don't, and then he had that gun charge. So, so I, yeah. I mean, did he know he went to jail? Most likely, I think he knew he went to jail for the gun charge. <laughs> I don't think the embezzlement. Because LeVar doesn't look like a type of person to know that, okay, this guy was fucked somebody over financially before, multiple amount of people, and would give him access to bank accounts. Like, I don't think LeVar is I mean, that. that's our assumption. And let's let's hope. Right. But I LeVar mean, based on, based on all the actions that he's taken, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> because, I mean, he did take, he take the, what's his name? The younger one out of school. I don't think that was a wise decision. LaMelo? LaMelo. He take LiAngelo out of, uh, of UCLA. UCLA. I don't think that was smart. I didn't think so either. So. But I, I didn't think it was a good idea, but I understood it where it was like, rather than playing for this school who's not paying you, go to Europe, be a professional in Europe where you're going to make money for playing. Right. And showcase your skill. I agree, but I also disagree because, in a way, I feel like 
it's one of those things where he's teaching his kid a bad habit because it's like where we feel like athletes and celebrities shouldn't be held accountable for their action. And I think that's where the problem came from when do, when uh, UCLA was whether going to bench him or suspend him for X amount of games yeah. for the whole China thing. I think as a man, and if you say you're a man and, you know, he needed he needed his son to face that reality. And I agree with you that when it came to Leangelo, I think 100%, you're at UCLA, you got to deal with the consequences yeah, of you your actions. Yeah, you fucked up. When you, it came to LaMelo, if you want him to jump to professional and say screw college, right. fine. Because we've seen, especially when it comes to like someone like Luka Doncic, he's one of those people who's like a huge advocate for don't waste your time in the NCAA. Go play professional in Europe where right. you're going to be up against adults right. and you're going to get paid. And if you're right. good enough, you're going to show against these guys who are adults who aren't going to take it easy on you. Right. You can hold your own. And, right. And yes. For a 16-year-old boy? Luka Doncic started professional when he was 15. But what I'm saying is I also feel like there's also a sense as a parent to treat your child as your child and not a business venture. Yeah, and, I, and I get that. But there's multiple paths that can be taken that I feel, especially with this new crop of athletes that are coming out, they're noticing it. Not so much for football. I feel well, like no, for football, they have, they have that one it, year. unless you're like willing to really go through the back doors of CFL, AAF, which is essentially falling apart. There is a European. But the European League still fall under the same yeah, NFL it, it's It's the path going that way is so much harder. Whereas if you go to NCAA and you do college. Right, but on a football, sports level. But, but what I'm looking at is on terms of like, this is a young guy. Yes, he loves basketball. He's, he doesn't know himself. He's trying to figure himself out. I think the last thing you should do as a parent is put in your child head that money's worth more than experience. And by that I mean, like, he's never going to be a child again. Let him experience prom. Let him experience graduating with his friends. That, uh, yeah. And I think, like, you know what I mean? We see it with Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? Like, these type of children who gets put Macaulay Culkin. You know, you get put into a spotlight or a position where you become a celebrity and you don't get to live out what a sense of what normalcy is. Mm. And I think it affects you psychologically where you become almost a prisoner of your celebrity. And I think that's something that's very dangerous for him to have done. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, it was good to see that he, you know, LaMelo did go back to school. Uh, he played in Chicago. I forgot the name of the school. And, you know, where this guy could have been like, you know, a, a number one recruit. He only has offer from like one school. And I mean, this is just what, you know, ESPN and all these other... I think more that reasoning was because of LeVar, not so much because of him. Absolutely, but he's a child, so he's going to do what his dad says, right? Exactly. So I think like robbing your kid of those experiences, it's, it's wrong because, yes, you may have an idea, but at the end of the day, this is his life to live. Well, look, LeVar is also a person who said his kids will never get tattoos. And Lazo just had to cover up a tattoo of the big baller brand. So, well, I mean, I mean about LeVar, time. LeVar can play say with whatever that he for, wants, but I mean, at the but end he'd been the day, playing with that for so long. Poor JR had to, like, literally wear a yeah. sleeve on his leg because he had the Supreme, Supreme tattoo. Which, fuck off, NBA, man. 
Well, I mean, they literally own your likeness, by the way. Which is ridiculous. Like, for someone to own your likeness is like, almost, like, scary. Is to it, keep it BX, suck my dick, bro. That's literally <laughs> like, slavery. That is slavery in, in a modern, with yeah, a modern it's twist. It's so ridiculous. But, I mean, man. I'm glad to see Lonzo. And, I mean, the three brothers actually removed themselves from the brand. It's not just Lonzo. It's yeah, Lonzo. all three, all of, three them, of them. All three of them said no, they're done. Yeah. And but, I mean, you have to at that point. I just hope, personally... Uh, that, you know, they're able to, you know, whether mend or maintain their relationship with their father, I think it's necessary. No, I don't. I, and that's the thing. I know a lot of people are saying they're equating it to their breaking away from their dad. I don't think that's what's happening at all. Well, I mean, he did remove all the Instagram pictures and whatnot of his father. and Yeah, but because everything was in connection to Big Baller Brand. True. Okay, I can see that. I think it's just a straight up... We're disconnecting from Big Baller Brand. Unfortunately, everything with your dad happened to have Big Baller Brand attached to it. Right. So if you're dis- disassociating yourself from the brand, the biggest appropriator of that was your father. Well, Lonzo and 51%. I didn't know that until yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. So, Which I feel like was his father's way of being like, you own this. This is yours. Unfortunately, the person controlling the finances... Screwed him. I hope they're able to recoup, though. I really I do. I hope so, too, because what, like, I know everybody has their take on it, but what LeVar was doing was essentially building something that was for his kids. Right. Generational you know? wealth. Like, That's the way he was trying to start. He could have easily put himself as 51% owner. But no, he put his oldest son as 51% owner because he wanted to be like, this is yours. And I, if I'm not mistaken, the other two sons were owners as well right they just had a less stake than what lonzo had right so yes this that we've built i could have literally taken all credit for and it could have been mine but no it's yours the fact that they got screwed over on it which is why we're seeing this whole fallout happen is because yeah to protect your brand to protect yourself to move forward you have to do a complete dissociation because there was corruption inside of it and you on top of protecting yourself from that corruption, you have to make sure any ties you sever. Well, I mean, he had no choice, right? I mean, it's unfortunate. It is. It's unfortunate. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I hope it's it's basically that, as opposed to saying like, "Dad, you allowed this guy to fuck me over." Yeah, no. And I, you and that's the thing. I don't think it's that. All. Well, I, I mean, if, if anything, I think Lavar was the one who was like, "Cut it." Not only that, but I feel like Lavar is also held responsible. Because there was emails that was sent to him with these transactions. Because not only that, like the, you know, the guy disappeared. But before he disappeared, he wired four hundred and ninety-four thousand dollars to himself. Yeah, something like that. Out of an account. So it's like these are emails, communications that were that were there that could have hinted to you. Yeah. Something was wrong, and he was negligent to that. Oh, completely. So I'm, I could I could literally imagine, yeah. you know, like. Uh, um, Lonzo being like, well, you're supposed to be there to like, you know, I trusted you. I like, you literally was negligent in the way you govern what I allowed you to, you know, to handle from you or what I entrusted in you. So I could see him being upset. Like it definitely, I just feel like, you know, obviously time heals everything. And then as the story progressed, we'll obviously find out more. Look, I'm, I've been rooting for that family. I'm still rooting for that family. I'm, I'm hoping this situation doesn't, tear anything apart let's just hope it's 
Well, let's say what don't break can only make you stronger. Yeah. So let's just hope they learn their lessons from this and they move forward. So, uh, last story we're gonna touch on. Well, there's two more stories. Though. No, I feel like we're. This is gonna be the last one. We're just gonna finish up with. Uh, Essentially going back to something that we started in a couple episodes back. No, we got to talk about this one too, but I, anyways, go ahead. We can bring it up later. Like, you know which one I want to do, but. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. We got to talk about Jesse. The other one we can save for another day. Because we're deep right now. <laughs> Unless you got all night, because I mean, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Yo, hurry up. It's. Dang. I mean, like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Jesse gets to walk. But I heard he's getting uh, nominated for an NCAA. Uh, Can NC- we set it up properly? Whatever, fuck. Go ahead. <laughs> so for those of us... You have to live under a rock to not to know this. Like, Honestly, yeah. You literally have to be living under a rock to not know what's been happening with Jesse Smollett. The back and forth. Jesse's story. Chicago PD's story. The state story. The lawyer's story. Good morning, America chiming in. TMZ knows everything. No, they don't. All charges, all 16 felony charges dropped. Jesse's a free man to live his life. Well, they're also sealed, which is scary. The case has been sealed, closed, so no information is going to go out to the public. We all have our judgments on this. My judgment on this is... There is a nice plea deal that was made where money was exchanged to the state from an elite group of people protecting Jesse to make sure that whatever the fuck was in those files does not see the light of day. And the check that cleared was beautiful. That's genuinely how I feel about it. And I feel that way because you had people like Oprah, Michelle Obama, Lee Daniels, like Big fucking names opening their mouth, putting their two cents in to let me know that when those 16 felony charts came up, none of that shit was going to stick. I mean, I think that was exaggerated anyway. I mean, 16 oh, yeah. ridiculous. 16 felony charges, full on exaggeration. They threw everything out there hoping something would stick, not knowing that the people that were behind Jesse were going to make sure none of that shit stuck. I mean... I could see where you're going with or where you have that perception. I also feel that because the the police department participated so much in this whole media uh, feeding into this media thing, yeah, that they probably wrote a check that they couldn't cash. They shot themselves in the foot. And I think as opposed to, you know, allowing themselves to go through this process and then be scrutinized thereafter, it was better to walk away. Yeah. I think that's that's primarily. I don't think they this was in Jesse's benefit. I think this was in benefit for the police department. Of well, Chicago. like we we spoke about it before, and I was telling you, like I feel on both sides what Jesse did after the attack happened, a few days later, going on stage and talking <laughs> about it, saying he's the gay Tupac, oh, wow. and that this shit really <laughs> happened to him. Like I felt if you have a case going on. Shut your fucking mouth. That's stupid. But then on the opposite end, you have the the police chief going on Good Morning America or wherever the fuck he went on. Right. Talking about, oh, we have undisputable, undisputable evidence Refutable, that is yeah. going to show you that Jesse is, is guilty and he's going to be spending years behind bars. You're a fucking idiot for doing that too. If you have a case that's being built 
Don't open your goddamn mouth for any reason outside of you are literally in trial talking to a judge or a jury. Right. You're presenting your facts. Like, we don't give a fuck about what you're telling us right now because none of that is admissible in court. We don't fucking care. But that's the whole point. I think they played up to the social hype. Oh, both of them. Everyone did. But I mean, I understand. Everyone Jesse, did. I understand Jesse doing it. I just don't understand a government, yeah, uh, a government entity and doing like, it. When, I think I think that's first, where it's dangerous for them. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know we've seen it played up where it worked out for them, and you know whatever. We're not going to get there. Look, but when when we first talked about this story, one of the first things we said was. This shit sounds fishy. <laughs> Bro, it sounds more like real like, fish. And you remember, like, I went on my whole rant where I was like, I really hope he's not lying because he used politics, yeah. he used race, he used religion to and li- or and sexual orientation, orientation. to li- like every pillar of triggering outrage he used because I felt he used it in order to make sure nobody would question him. And I said, if that's actually the, the he couldn't be that done, crazy, bro. He knew. I mean, and and that's that's why I was like, I feel like if he actually did that in order to get his story across, right. he deserves to be thrown under the jail because that's a horrible fucking thing to do as a human being. I think I think we're looking at it from a perspective that I feel like okay, that's what the general public wants to look at it as, where it's like Jesse lied. Yeah. What if he actually was telling the truth, and, and that yeah. you know the people who attacked him were actually kids or people who come from a predominantly powerful you know side where that would have caused potentially uh, uh you know divide within yeah. a deeper divide within uh the american community when it comes to race for example well that's something according that to medical true. records he did get attacked he got attacked right. which is the one thing that was like that fine line of well he has a broken rib yeah he has bruises. Like, there's pictures of his bruise. Like, he was attacked. Right. So, if, if I'm going to pay you to jump me, like, punch me in the face, maybe bleed, but please don't, don't break, break my bones. Ribs. You know like, what I'm saying? Like, like, that's where I have a problem where they're like, oh, he paid these guys to do it. Maybe he's a method actor. Bro, you're not acting when your body's literally broken. <laughs> that That's no. I got to go all the way. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't. I mean, I don't. Hey. Keith Ledger was a method actor. We saw what happened to him. It was amazing. The greatest Joker ever. From Brokeback Mountain to Joker. I don't know about that. I skipped that part out. But um, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, as a Joker. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not, not having that How method did he get on Brokeback Mountain? No. I don't know. Never seen it. Never seen it. Not interested in seeing it. It's not my thing. But as a joker, oh, I just man, opened up a can of worms, bro. You didn't open nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying, as a joker, he was amazing. Up a can of worms. But I mean, what if Jesse was being honest? What if there was gonna be more people involved and more damage to be caused when it gets put before the courts? And no, I, it, but that's that's why I look at it as he must have had a plea deal because uh, he already had paid that ten thousand dollars, which is ten percent of the one hundred thousand dollar bond that bond, he had to right. pay. but i mean that's he so, gets that back though you get if you pay bond and then you're acquitted you get it back no he's not acquitted charges were dropped again he's gonna get his money back i don't know if it's the same it is the same because he gets he his money back yeah 
lucky bastard. <laughs> hey, throw that my way. I'm kind of broke. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the like a podcast I mean, could use it. <laughs> I mean, def- definitely. But I'm just saying, like, I think, I think, I think more so than ever. I think if 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 they're good. I, I don't I, I can't fathom the idea that they had so much proof, you know, they spoke with such a certainty that they had enough to pin him down and you walk away. They're protecting somebody Look, other than Jesse. We we know people I'm sorry. like to flex, man. No, they're protecting somebody other than Jesse. We know people like to flex and just swing their big old doink around acting like Bro, they got not it. in not in this not in this era where everybody is liable. PD. Right. But that's my point. They're protecting somebody other than Jesse. I think Jesse benefited from this, but I think they are doing this to protect somebody I mean, of their own. I don't think Oprah has that enough influence. I don't think anybody has that influence. Oprah I think Oprah alone, no. No, but fuck no. We all know in America, money talks. Right, but but again, also social positioning talks. Yeah, and I don't think Oprah had enough power. Whether oh, I think you're underestimating Oprah's power, bro. At especially this, in Chicago, bro. At this point, especially with Jesse's claim, let's be honest. He claimed they said it's MAGA country, right? Mm. They said that you know he made it about race. He made it about sexuality. He made it about everything that really creates a divide within the American yeah, culture. That's exactly what he did. They would set an example with his ass if they had enough to go with it. And that's what I'm saying. They're protecting somebody. Because this was the perfect opportunity to set an example. And you walked away. If you're saying, if they're, they want us to believe that Jesse lied. I just lied, find it so weird that it's the state of Illinois that said he's good. Well, of course, it's always going to be the state. And then you had the mayor of Chicago and Chicago PD being the ones who were like in, a, in an outrage. Like when it's this, the state of Illinois, that means whoever is at the tippy top of the state of Illinois was right. like, let it go. Right. Like that's, that's fucking big. It's huge. Like, I don't think people understand the magnitude of that. But that's what I'm saying. There's somebody being, something or somebody being protected for them to make that decision. I don't even think it's a protection thing, though. It is a protection thing. Because they're not going to make that decision for their. I genuinely feel like it was a plea deal that was made where the state was given money. And it's like, take it. Drop it, we move on. Well, we saw what Jesse made on Empire. It's I don't I don't think I don't it's think pressure. he had enough money I, to give these people. The only person in this situation to be protected is Jesse. We don't know that. What the the trainers that were paid money? But but that no. was only one that's one story, right? We don't know if there was a real okay, going from what we know. Right, but going for I I, I could, don't want to like let's I'm not speculating anything. I'm not speculating going from anything. What we know. The people involved that we know. Let's say like that. Right, but we don't know the trainers were involved. We don't know that. We no, were we told. Know, we know there was a payment made to them, the 3500 Okay, but that doesn't put them in, exactly. in cahoots with the thing. But so. that's what I'm saying. Let's just go by the people we know involved. Which was only Jesse. So it's Jesse. Yeah. It's the trainers. Who no, were they're not involved. You they can't are. argue that they're involved because I'm, the payment doesn't... If they're the trainer, the payment could be a payment for their services 
it, it exactly. doesn't tie but them into this collusion. But what I'm saying is originally they were brought in because, and whether it's true or false, they gave a statement saying they were paid to do this. Then the lawyer comes out and said, no, they were they were paid for training and nutrition. They are people who are but persons of interest in let, this. But let's put this clear. We've never heard those two Nigerian brothers saying that they and were I agree paid. with that. So therefore, they have never once but put themselves in this situation. Exactly, and I agree with that. So therefore, we can't what associate I'm saying, them to it. What I'm saying is, the fact that we even know they exist is why they're involved. So then we should also blame the two white guys who said it was MAGA, whoever those two white guys are. We have no pictures of them whatsoever. But that don't. But again... But that's what I'm saying. But, but again, you can't say that. We can, hold on, hold on. You can't say that the two white guys that Jesse claim attacked him doesn't exist. But because we could put because we can't put face to them, but we could put face to these two Nigerian brothers who receive who we know are his personal trainer and receive a check from him that we can't say was in uh, for the attack or for their services. So we we can't. They're not. They're not mutually exclusive. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the people we know are involved or have been brought into this. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm not saying judge them as guilty or innocent. I'm right. just saying let's look at everything that has been presented to us. Right. So there's two the two anonymous white people of have everything that's been presented of us, right. the only person of protection right. is Jesse. No, that's but we it. that's not true. Because the two unknown white person that Jesse claim attacked him. Whether we know them or not, are also there for to be protected. They are known unknowns. We cannot protect an unknown. We can do it, but the state can, and because it might be known to them. But what I'm saying is, of the known knowns, I'm not going with that because that 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 to me doesn't put me in a position to be to be objective. We can't protect ghosts. But we can't protect things we can't prove either. We can't prove that Jesse paid those guys to attack him. So exactly. that we can so we, we omit them. So we omit them. Okay, the fine. The only person left of protection is Jesse. There's a known unknown of the two white men. There's a known and, known and that's of what? the two trainers. Okay. We're omitting them okay. because we can't prove right. the payment goes to them. Right. The only person left in this is right. Jesse. Right, but that's that, the but, person of protection. No, no, I would differ to I would definitely say no to that because Jesse, we know. I think the problem is. If there was two people who are unknown and have remained unknown to the, to this point in the investigation or to the public's knowledge, I think those are the people who are in benefit of being protected, not Jesse. Because but, we don't know them and it's in their... what I'm saying is, from all the video evidence that's come forth, right? we have not got any identity of who these people are whatsoever. Right. That's why... Right. So these... Two white men right. are known unknowns. Right, but I'm saying that's why it, it's in most... If they're an unknown, you can't... To you, keep you them unknown is the benefit of that, saying, them like, being thrown out. So it's not Jesse. But I'm saying everything that's come up of the two white men that we have no understanding, identity, anything about, right. they're unknowns. Right, and that's why they're the one who need to be protected. You don't have to protect an unknown. There's nothing you of can course, bring up about by, them. By dropping all charges, by sealing the file, the unknowns are the one who stay protected, not Jesse. But you're saying that in the case of people know who they are. 
You're saying like the lawyers, the, the investigator, absolutely. investigators, absolutely. There's an absolutely nothing that's come out to our knowledge. And I'm just, I'm speaking on just our knowledge alone. Right. And that's why it makes sense for them to be protected. <laughs> you can't protect something that's unknown. You can, you could keep it unknown. By see okay. If there's nothing to let you know anything about these two white men, right? You you can't protect or defer it. So you let me can. ask you a question. By them sealing the file, by them dropping charges, by them never even entertaining the existence of these two white guys who Jesse claimed attacked no, they them. No, no, no. Let me ask you a question. And so let me finish my question. By them sealing the file. Mm. By them never divulging whether or not this was real or not real to the public. Mm. Isn't it by doing all those actions, who has been protected? Because we know Jesse, for whatever reason, is not protected because he had no choice but to admit his story was, in quotation, a lie. So he's not being protected. He's being, he's damaged regardless of however this case flipped. The fact that they didn't allow it to go before the courts, the only thing that only people involved who are potentially protected is not the Nigerian brothers either. It's the unknown. That's what is protected. But that's, not Jesse. That's under the guise of he was actually attacked by two people that are white. We will never know. If, and like I said, the most understandable thing from all this is right. he took a fucking plea deal. And that's why he was able to skate away because he had the money and the backing behind him. So let me ask you a question. Him. What's the benefit of the state given a guy who abused resources? Uh, those resources free, were paid back. To walk away. If somebody abused resources, those resources were paid back in full and then some for his protection. So then you're by, by your, your, by your statement, you're then saying that the state of Illinois is obviously participating in illegal activity yes. by them. So then somebody's been protected. Jesse. Not Jesse. Not at all Jesse, bro. Because why would Why this, would two why would, random people that no one knows about be right. protected? But why would the state who's exerting. If no one knows about them, there's no reason to protect them. To keep them protected. There's a difference, but no, it, it, but even even no if we, one knows even if we, about even them. if we were to follow your statement, no even one if knows we were to follow them. your theory, your if we follow your theory, why does it benefit the state of Illinois? Okay, fine, they get money. It's always about money at the end. Of the day. It's always about money. I get it, but you think so? Then you're saying that in any case, let's hypothetically say because R. Kelly's under the same jurisdiction. Mm. If R. Kelly can literally give the state of Illinois all the money they've exerved in investigating him, plus some, he could potentially walk. In the state of Illinois, as fucked up as it sounds, yes. Wow. Because it wouldn't be the first time we've seen that. I mean, that's scary. He did it before. Well, no, he didn't do it before. He was acquitted. He did, The charges weren't dropped. He was acquitted. He was found not guilty. That not just mask argument. Hey, if we was found acquitted. He, his charges were not dropped. He was acquitted. Hey, I'm not arguing. But I'm, you can't argue it. It's facts. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't I'm expect an arguing. argument. But, so, but what, I'm what are you going to argue? When it comes to Jesse. Yeah. And I get your argument of the 
two supposed white men right. that were identified by Jesse that beat him up. Right. He didn't identify anybody, case, but okay. No, but I'm saying in a case where you don't have any definitive proof from the multiple camera angles that they had outside the subway where he said he got beat up. Right. To identify these people as white men. Right. And the only time there was any connection to two people incorporated him were two Nigerians. Not saying that these were the people who did it. Right. Because they had their alibi of the money that they were given was right. for training and nutrition. Right. An unknown factor that has absolutely no link to Jesse. Right. Cannot be protected. You don't have to. Wait. You don't have to protect it. Okay. Let's say there literally was two white men that did it. Right. There's absolutely no identification of them. There's nobody who was there to say it happened. Right. It's literally your word against my word. No, not necessarily. No, it, it's literally that because we have camera angles that show two people, but we can't identify them as white. Right. But what if there is... Jesse is saying these are white men. Okay. Right. But we have no identification. As the public. As that, you and I. Wait. What I'm saying is... No, I'm not saying as the public. I'm saying as people who are investigators. Look at this. Like, they can't confirm or deny... Which is why they can neither confirm or deny if these people were black. No, 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 no. They have not confirmed to the public. You have no, no. We can't. Don't, don't try to play this. No, hold on. I'm I not playing. But wait, let me finish wait. my point. No, oh, you're listen not done. To what okay, I'm I'll listen to you. I listen to you. Go ahead. You cannot confirm or deny if these guys were white, okay, or if they were black. Which is why the two Nigerian guys, right? They're good. Okay. The thirty five hundred they got, it was for training and nutrition. Okay. They're good. Okay. Because you can't confirm or deny if these were the people on the video. The same way you can't confirm or deny that these two white men are the people who attacked them. Okay. It's a known unknown that yes, there's two people attacking you. Right. We can't identify them. Okay. The known is you were attacked. The unknown is who attacked you. Okay. So there's no one to protect in that. Okay. So that's your theory. My theory is. That there was either DNA found because they haven't released any information to say there was no DNA found. They never said that. Mm. There could have been DNA found and those DNA linked back to people or sons or people who have important stature within the society of Illinois. That if it was to be brought forth to public opinion could be detrimental to whether the livelihood of thousands, let's Can say- I counter that? No, no, not yet. Let me finish my point. Okay. So that's why I'm saying those people is being more so protected because we don't know if there is or isn't proof. What we do know is that they can prove, or at least there's no proof that the money exchange to the Nigerian brothers were something other than for yeah. uh, whether nutrition and- Training. Training. And there's no information release that pinpoint who those two individuals was. So the idea to say that we have to, we can protect the unknown, I think we could keep the unknown unknown. And I think that's a form of protection because if this situation was to play out in a court setting, we don't know what Jesse or his legal team or their investigation could present to the court that would unveil who those unknowns are. So what I'm saying to you is by them shutting down the case, dropping all charges, obviously most likely having a gag order on Jesse and his attorneys 
and those who might have had information that is prevalent to the investigation, mm -hmm. keeping their mouth shut, is protecting what we don't know. So it only leaves me to believe because the Nigerian brothers are affected by this investigation. They're mm -hmm. plastered everywhere. Jesse's plastered everywhere. The only two people who are not plastered everywhere is the two people who Jesse claimed attacked him. Don't forget, the Nigerian brothers were brought forth by the police department mm -hmm. to say these were the attackers because there was pictures of them days prior yeah, in I stores. Yeah, that shit anyways. Right, but I'm just saying. But the other two is the people who attacked him. Now, if he has a broken ribs and he and all these batcher bruises and whatnot, there could be transfer of DNA where they could literally trace back this DNA potentially to two people, which is something that n was never brought forth by anybody. I don't think Jesse people were going to bring forth that inf information hmm. potentially by finding out who these people were. That's all I'm saying. And I therefore, and I, my right. argument is that it I stands. get your DNA argument. Right. The problem is finding DNA and matching DNA is a completely different situation. You can find DNA in the scene, but if you don't have anything in your database to match it to, right, it, it means but, absolutely nothing. Absolutely, but you could find now it's and match. In, the only thing you can do is now it's in our database. No, but you could find and match. To what? To potential people who have been... Look, let's say they pick up my DNA somewhere, right. but they never had my DNA previously stored where they identified this is my DNA. Right. Them having my DNA is essentially in their database. Right, I agree. Until I do something else right. where my DNA is picked up again and now right. they can identify it back to me. Right. It means absolutely nothing. Right, but if you had done something prior yeah. and your DNA wasn't there. I need there, to have done something prior right, where but, they, but, they've but, linked my DNA to me. And again, that could be the case so of the two the DNA, unknowns. The DNA argument means absolutely nothing. No, it doesn't. You can't equate that. No. Because you're you, assuming that this was their on, first Jamal. action. Hold on. No, I'm not assuming it's their first, op their first action or first criminal thing. I'm saying if you did not have my DNA matched to me prior right. in a database where right. it's like, this is my DNA. Right. And then I do this crime, my DNA is on Jesse, and then they, boom, right. match it. Right. There will be no match. Absolutely. I agree there that. I'm not saying so otherwise. It, let's say they did find DNA on Jesse through this whole right. thing. They ran through the database. Right. No match. Right. What but obviously, do? I'm not speaking of that. I'm speaking of, obviously, these people might have had a criminal history That's and a therefore hypothetical now what you're saying is a hypothetical as well what i'm saying is what you're saying is hypothetical you're saying hypothetically they might find dna but it would not match because it's not in their D their exactly. database but what i'm ultimately say outside of dna right we what we know right is based on the argument you're presenting right of that's just two one white, two white men right who attacked which was just these original story right we have two unidentified white people who, right. through the video surveillance of him getting beat up, that we were that was released. We to couldn't us. identify race through. That was released to us. There's yeah. a lot. You don't think there's other and parts of the. I'm not arguing that. But but that's my point. So you can't. You I'm if, sticking on what we know. 
but I'm I and that's where I'm not willing to stay because we also know that we were provided limited information. We can all speculate on things and, and that's that what, our imagination and that's, runs with. And that's what we have to deal with. No, that's the reality. That's what we, we have to look at it. If your imagination runs to a thousand and one different places to create different stories, you're running away from the things that we know. So your imagination that money was exchanged and therefore no, we we know money was exchanged. What money was exchanged? The thirty five hundred. We know that was exchanged. But no, we no, were, no, no, no. You're saying that money was exchanged to the state of Illinois, and that's what you're that that's what led yeah, Jesse that, to walk away. That that's is a speculation. speculation. So that, what's your point? No, that's one hundred percent a speculation of me saying Jesse so, was the one to be protected. But that's your speculation. So what I'm saying to you is, I don't. I could respect that, and I could see where you have that point. I don't see why you're 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 refuting my point of view that the unknown white the assailant. I'm trying to tell you the reason I dispute it is because the video surveillance we got, the one that we seen, even if there's video surveillance that we've never seen, right? From what we know and what was presented to the public, considering they were presenting so much to the public, right? There was nothing identifiable from those two people to tell us whether they were white or black. Or anything and in again, between. I agree with you. What I'm saying to you is, I'm not going. Obviously, at this point, we are left as a public, but to speculate. We didn't yeah. give us enough to go on. So again, I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, they did this in the benefit of Jesse's acting career." I don't think they did it for the benefit of his acting career at all, or whatever, whatever his. But you're saying he's the one to be protected. So therefore, if you're saying he's the one to protect it, that therefore you're you're clearly saying. That they did this to benefit Jesse. Yeah, I think there was a group of black celebrity, black executives that saw this story and right. said, we need to make sure he's not made an example of right. because it'll be bad for the community in right. America. Right. But I'm also- I genuinely feel that. And that you, you're entitled to that. But what I'm saying, I genuinely feel that there was prevalent information to make Jesse's story- way more believable than the downplayment that they had because I don't see why they need to drag in the twi the the Nigerian brothers because I didn't the, agree with that either. There's no proof to that, but they dragged them in to sort of throw us off the Jesse story. Yeah. That's how I feel. And therefore I feel that them dropping charges was due to the fact that if they were to pursue this in criminal court that those two white assailants that they said never exist will show up and it would be people of importance. That's my honest opinion. That's all I'm saying. That's how I feel. I, on the opposite end for me, I think it would have been them bringing it to court and realizing they had nothing to stick on him. Not well, a matter of Which people, that would play into what I'm just saying. No, you're saying there's two people that they're trying to protect. I think there aren't two random people to protect. I think they literally had nothing they had enough to stick him with. No, the, they, they had enough to the stick him with at least one or at least misdemeanor. But when they shouted out sixteen felonies, it doesn't matter. They had nothing to stick him on sixteen felonies of, and I think that's why they had to back off. What? What would that be? It. But that, I, I feel like I they it's had not enough. It's a matter of protecting two white people that we. Have it's not. And again, of. I'm not saying it's this. It's up, not a race thing. They tried to to throw the book at Jesse and make him. But an they also example, tried to downplay a story. They also try to downplay a yeah. story. So but it's not just throwing the book. They had nothing on them. They but, had absolutely nothing on But it's also, also, you could say it from that angle. Or nothing that could stick. I'll say it that Fine. Way. But there's all, you, you can't ignore the fact that there might be proof on Jesse's side to validate his claims.
You can't play that. You can't say, oh, I've they- already said. So then you, that's what I'm saying. I've already said we can neither confirm nor deny if Jesse was actually attacked by the story he originally said. Right. Or if he fabricated the whole thing. All right. we know is we have a case closed sealed situation. Right. Where but, but if you're saying that, you then can't turn around and said that their action of dropping the charges was to protect Jesse. If you're saying that, that you can't prove or deny Jesse's no, story is clear, then you can't argue that Jesse's being protected by their actions. My is, based on the amount of people we saw come forth in defense of Jesse, that there was a prominent group of black celebrities in favor of Jesse protecting him, willing to put the money up to make sure he was safe. When Michelle Obama is writing letters to protect him, why is Michelle Obama writing letters to and protect I, I, if, if Jesse that, Smollett? If that's the case, if that is the case, you have to ask yourself why. What's her interest in this? That's what I'm asking. Right, and it's not. I don't think it's Jesse. You have Oprah, Michelle Obama, like you have these prominent black names, right? Stepping up to the plate for Jesse. No, but no, no, no. no. They're not stepping up for Jesse. Let's not say that because Michelle Obama has tied to the state of Illinois. Oprah also has tied to the state of Illinois. Yes. So they're not stepping up on Jesse's behalf. So who are they stepping up for? On we could argue that they're stepping up on the state of Illinois. Let's not just say that they're doing this for Jesse because of that Jesse's a celebrity and so are they, or Jesse's black and so are they. I'm perfectly fine with doing that. Then they could be stepping up for the state of Illinois. Fine with doing that. Then all right. What do they gain? We don't know that. These, these people are in these people are in bed with different people. I'm not in bed literally, but they're in business ties and they, you know with other people of a certain social stature that yeah. it's in their best interest to protect. And it doesn't necessarily come down to Jesse. That's what I'm saying to you. But what I mean is if they're doing it to protect the state of Illinois or people who are highly positioned within the state of Illinois. I just don't see how Saving Jesse protects anyone in the state of Illinois. By by closing the case, by making it public, like, oh, we're doing this to save Jesse. By doing all this to shut the case down, it looks like they're protecting Jesse or they're reaching out on Jesse's behalf. But we know, and it's only, why would the state walk away when they had, if they had, as they claim, well, no, enough. the state didn't claim. Chicago PD claimed. Chicago PD, whatever, claimed that they had enough to persecute and to stick these charges on somebody and the state who misused and abused this whole situation and resources, government resources. Why would they then say, oh, let's let's not make an example of him. Let's let, let him walk. Like, that is why I feel like whatever Chicago PD had. Right. It wasn't enough to stick on Jesse. And the people that were backing Jesse and protecting him went to the state of Illinois and said, shut this shit down. And now we are where we are. But those are two those are two scenarios that I don't see how they work together. It's not like I don't I don't want to put so much power into there was this white person or two white people. It's not about race. I'm just saying no, but I'm just saying the validity of Jesse's I'm, story. I'm just saying it, in, the, it, in the case of the state shutting it down when the Chicago PD and the mayor were the ones who were pursuing it so hard. If the state is looking at this and saying it's done after these people who have ties to the state are saying it, 
I just look at it as they had investment with him. They looked at him and like, what these guys are trying to do, we know they've done this before. We know their history. We know they just want to make an example of him. Shut it the fuck down. The state of the government of Illinois or the state of Illinois is not comprised of one individual. No, it's, it's not. It's comprised it's of a multitude of individuals. It's a board. It's a group. Right. It's, right. Therefore, there could be one person who has deep interest in having this shut the fuck down. It has nothing to do with one individual in the sense of like the state of Illinois put their, their foot down and said, hey, you don't have enough, back away. It could be one person who has an interest of protection. And that's all I'm saying. I am not going to go out on a limb to say Jesse's story is completely false or completely true. If I agree with what you're saying, because I do see that as well. But what I'm saying, it's only fair that we give the other side a, an opinion Oh, or a possibility. And I'm with you on that as well. Right. So therefore, that's what I'm saying. It's 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 a it's a possibility that they drop the charges in the benefit of protecting or having information divulged to the public that could start an uprise. And to me, oh, an uprise, bro. If if you f let's hypothetically let's entertain this for one second. If you found out that the, there was DNA proof. To, to whether a board member of the governor in the government sector of Illinois, the state part, like let's say it's one, uh, one of the representative, they had two sons and their son was the culprit. And these are troubled youth that they have and they did all this and there's proof whether, they, whether a second video is available to see that they drove off and they tracked the license plate, whether the DNA matched those people. Like there's a lot of I obviously hypotheticals. There would not be an uprising. What not an uprising in the sense of like uprising in the sense of like they're gonna burn the city down, but it's a another demonstration of white privilege, as they would say. Right? These are things that would be these are plausible scenarios. I am not gonna ignore those plausible scenarios. We were only mm. afforded certain information. Well in and I feel like I'm just going to jump down another rabbit hole bringing this up. A lot of people have been saying that Jesse getting off is an example of rich privilege in general. Absolutely. I'm and not like, denying that. People talk about white privilege. No, this is celebrity privilege and rich privilege of Jesse essentially having everything dropped without it going to trial, without it being examined or investigated. I agree with you 110%. More. I am. And I'm only trying to give the other side of the coin. No, because and, and that side I'm, is I'm, obviously I'm there. I'm full on here for all and any perspectives because this is such an entangled Confused. situation where <laughs> no matter how deep you go, there's something else that comes out of it. There's so many other angles you can look at. There's so many perspectives. Unknown variables, everything. And it's mostly because there's so much shit we don't know. Right, exactly. So with that being said, let's table this for now. Oh, definitely. Unless for some strange reason, something in the case file gets... Well, nothing's going to get leaked, bro. Dude, it's Chicago. You never know. This shit never <laughs> happened according it's to Chicago. their records. You never know. According to the records, Jesse Smollett Somebody was might just unblacken the redacted parts and show us something uh, that somebody will be floating on a river <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking tina turner they did it for the people <laughs> they they'll be floating on a river <laughs> they did it for us <laughs> they'll be floating on the river trust me all right guys we i don't even know what time we're at so yeah. i feel like it's time to wrap it up because Almost we gave definitely. you more than you deserve 
<laughs> no, you guys deserve it. I haven't been here for a while. Oh, oh, Jamali feels like he, he should give you four hours. Fuck, we're Joe Rogan over here. <laughs> I could give you as much as you're willing to take. Anything you want to close off for the people? I mean, like I said, love is love, man. Just try to put positive energy out, and I think that's what the universe will give you back. I love that. I'm not even going to add on to it. I'm just going to let it ride as it is. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. As always, you know where you can reach us. We are on Twitter. We are on fucking Facebook. We are on Instagram. We're on YouTube. It's either Don't Be Mad Pod or Don't Be Mad Podcast. If you type that into Google, you'll find us. Don't Be Mad Podcast. We are there. You're going to link up with all of us. You're going to find all of our Instagrams, Twitters, all that shit. Uh, Also, hit us up. Email, DMs. We respond. We we go through the comments. We're very interactive. We love to hear from you guys. Tell us if we're doing well. Tell us if we're doing terrible. Oh, most definitely. I appreciate it. we, We love both sides of the coin. With that being said... Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your pets. Listen to the Don't Be Mad podcast. We love you guys and we're out. We're out.